0: Hi, I'm Morris Ward, president of Callaway's Nursery. We're based right here in Dallas, Fort Worth, and we're proud to sponsor this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now here's Neil. Thank you, Morris, very, very much. And Mike, I'm getting a, a kickback on this in my headphones. I need to kill that somewhere there. They got it. Um, I just need to tell you, and I'll explain a little bit later in this hour, I am so grateful for Morris Ward and John Peters and all the other great folks at Callaway's. They are the most gracious people. I'm proud to recommend them to you. If you go garden shopping today, that's the place you need to go, and you'll you'll feel that gratitude. I mentioned yesterday on K L I F that a a business, whatever the business, reflects from the top down, and when you have nice people, really nice people at the helm, it reflects all the way to everybody in the place. And uh, thank you to Mars. Thank you to John Peters. And I'll explain why a little bit later this hour. Well, good morning. We are happy to be with you this morning. And we being Mike Bass, running the boards and answering the phones this morning. And Neil being here to answer the calls, the questions. I don't answer the calls. I answer the questions. So if you have a gardening question, that's my responsibility. And I hope you'll pick up the phone and give us a call. It's 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening, here on WBAP since 2010. And I've been doing this program at two other stations before that, dating back to 1978. I believe it may turn into a career for me. And I love doing this on Saturday and Sunday uh, uh, programming. Uh, Saturday mornings for a while, and then Saturday afternoons now from 1 to 3 at, uh, at KLIF. And now here on WBAP from 8 until 10. Join us each week, if you will, please, and uh, let me have a chance to help you with your gardening question. I deal with um, I deal with urban horticulture. I don't do sheep and goats. I don't do chickens. I don't do pastures. Those are just not my skill and not my background, but when it comes to landscapes and fruit flower and vegetable gardening, houseplants, greenhouses, uh, those are things I'm supposed to know, and if I don't, I'll tell you that and I'll find out for you. So, those are the ways that I can be of help to you. It is toll free anywhere you can hear me at 800 288 WBAP 800 288 9227. We begin our program every Sunday morning with Stephen Hayden, <laughs> a horticulturist at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Stephen, Stephen joins us right now with his uh, weekly report. Stephen, how are you? I'm well. Thank you, Neil good deal and we always say first what's happening in the garden well
1: neil this week is the crescendo for the marigolds that we
0: planted at the beginning of
1: august we'll be harvesting the blooms and installing them as a carpet of gold down both sides of the rose ramp harvesting thousands of blooms and installing them is quite an undertaking what do you mean
0: harvesting
1: we're going to cut the blooms off just behind the the flower heads and um oh my goodness Yes, yes. It's, a, it's a, and then we're going to lay those out on the on the rose ramp uh, on the steps there to make this incredible gold carpet as part of the uh, the celebrations.
0: Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. How uh, how long do they stay fresh enough to enjoy? Well, maybe close to a week, hopefully. Well, that's depends great. It depends on the hope weather. The temperature drops. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, that's the key. Not bad. We did we did it last year on a smaller scale, and it was quite successful, so uh, we're optimistic it's going to be okay.
0: Absolutely, and cloudy, uh, uh, rainy weather this week, a little bit of moisture in the air will help a lot. All right, so somewhere out in West Texas, there is a uh, rancher, <laughs> you know where I'm headed with this, who is about to go nuts because you're about to feature a plant that may not be his best friend. Tell us about the featured plant for this week. <laughs> <laughs> never, thought, <laughs> never thought of it from that perspective. Yeah.
1: Jimson, Jimson weed, Datura ritei, it's in the nightshade family Solanaceae. This plant is a vigorous herbaceous perennial that grows up to four feet tall. It's a native in southwest the United States and northwest Mexico. It has large gray-green leaves and huge white trumpet flowers that bloom at night. The flowers open quickly at dusk and then last until around 10 a.m., they only last one night, but there's always more flowers to follow. I have mine planted by the patio so we can enjoy these impressive blooms in the evening. It dies back in the winter, but usually comes back in the spring. If uh, a hard winter kills the main plant, there are generally masses of seeds in the ground that germinate to replace it. All parts of this plant are poisonous
0: if ingested. I do, however, see it commonly used in an ornamental saturation. Yeah, we have a lot of our plants that are poisonous when you talk about daffodils and tulips and oaks and hollies and Carolina jessamine and oleanders and castor beans and the list could go on and on, but not poinsettias, uh, so we don't need to run from them. We need to teach our kids. Uh, this one is, uh, is a problem for livestock if they're really desperate to eat things. This is a beautiful plant and I get so many questions every year about what is this? It's just gorgeous. It's uh, in the nightshade family, and that has a tendency to be known as uh, poisonous plants. Um, and those, those flowers are beautiful. There's a very closely related plant that has the most dramatic flowers, probably, of almost any flowering plant, and that's Brugmansia. And help me with this one, Stephen, but I believe that uh, a quick way of distinguishing between the two is that Brugmansia flowers hang downward and uh, Datura flowers Extend out and slightly upward, just in general terms. Is that? Uh, a yeah, yes, yeah, that,
1: that's, know the, that's the
0: guide. On? That's the guide I use. Yeah. All right. Those are beautiful plants and well worth the planting. Jimson weed will also reseed, and so you'll have a lot of little Jimsons coming up in the. And that's what the ranchers like too. So something to share. <laughs> so, if, if my dad hadn't been the poison plant expert for Texas A and M, and if I hadn't traveled as little Neil around west texas with him i wouldn't have known this plant quite so well so uh, that's uh, that's why i chuckled tell us about the events that you have coming up
1: well starting next weekend october the 28th and continuing through november the second the main attraction at the garden will be a magnificent carpet of 46,000 marigolds in or in honor of dia de las muertos the day of the dead This year, we'll be using a mix of Taishan orange and cocoa gold marigolds to arrange a show stopping flower runner down the Rose Rose Garden stairs, as I was mentioning earlier. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for an amazing fall photograph, don't miss this opportunity, because it's going to be spectacular. To keep uh, with tradition, we will also have a traditional altar at the Shelter House near the marigold exhibit for offerendas or offerings like food, photos, and mementos honoring departed loved ones. Garden guests are welcome to bring non-food items to add to the display. And for all those of you that are starting to get into the holiday mood, Lightscapes is just around the corner and tickets are now
0: available online at uh, fwbg.org, of course. All right, and that's the website. And what other things are they gonna find at the website? Like everything? (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it. Yes, that's that's the way it is today.
1: It's all there. You have the uh, the event the event list. Um, what's going on in the garden? Uh, volunteer opportunities. Um, that uh,
0: if you head over how, to how to find the garden, the hours of the garden, all parts of the garden, everything. It's all uh, there. Yes, Photos of the map. garden. It's all there. Yes. Yeah. So just head over to
1: FWBG and you you'll be fully informed.
0: fwbg.org the fort worth botanic garden fwbg.org all right let's see i think that uh, i think that covers us how do they find you well we're uh, just
1: north of i-30 on university drive across from trinity park
0: all right a couple miles west of downtown fort worth it's the same exit uh, basically that you would take for tcu but you're headed uh, north Uh, obviously you'll take a slightly altered exit but uh, right in that same general area and uh, uh, the zoo goes south also, so by Casa Manana, that may be an easy way to remember. And uh, the 24-hour information telephone line. is 817-463-4160. Perfect. This is Stephen Hayden. He's horticulturist at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. How long have you worked there? Oh, about two and a half years. I was Good. You know your way a- around. I, uh,
1: I, yes i've uh, been in this business for a very long time and pleased That's pleased pleased to be there at this time
0: well we're glad you're there thank you Stephen. we'll talk to you next week have thank a you great very much, day yeah. you bet thank you all right and that report is sponsored by another very outstanding business in fort worth but serving all of north texas and that is whiz stone if you can hear me they can deliver to you 4501 east loop 820 south In southeast Fort Worth, way in southeast Fort Worth, they're open Monday through Saturday. They are not open today. Don't go out on Sunday. Go out Monday through Saturday. Their phone number is 817-429-0822, whiz-q.com. Since 1983, they have been procuring from the finest quarries in the southwest and beyond the most beautiful stone, the best stone that money can find and buy and delivering it to the outstanding customers and landscape contractors across North Central Texas. Now, whether you're putting in a new patio or a walkway, whether you're putting in a retaining wall, or you want decorative gravel, or maybe landscaping boulders, or building a fountain, or just want river rock for the decorative value it offers, all of those are available to you at Whiskey Stone, along with great help and smiling, faces, and really helpful people. Now, when you go in, they will ask how they can help you, and then they will, they will set about uh, getting you all the help that you need. That even includes referring you to the finest landscape contractor in your area who can build that retaining wall for you, who can build that uh, uh, pool decking, or whatever it is you need. Many of us are semi-skilled, but not when it comes to putting in permanent things like uh, stonework. They know the best because they're very active in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. Mike and Derek Wisnant, a father and son team, second and third generation in this family owned business. You will love this business. You will love the people. Whiz Q Stone, again open Monday through Saturday, 4501 East, Loop 820 South in Fort Worth, 817 429. 0822, as in 22 acres of beautiful stone, whiz-q.com. It's whizq stone. This segment of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your friends at Callaway's. I'm
2: Sam at Callaway's in Little Elm. And now back to Neil.
0: Thank you, Sam. He's been with Callaway's a long time and he has really worked his way up congratulations on that let's start out today lines are filled by the way thank you so much for that let's go to karen in mckinney karen this is neil good morning how can i help you
3: good morning neil i'm very excited to talk with you thank um, you. i bought your book and you signed it welcome to texas and happy gardening and thank you very much for that and thank you to sure. your wife for the school board
0: oh so. you're welcome you betcha. she loves that thank you Thanks for that comment. I'll pass it on.
3: Oh, good. Thank you. So uh, my question is this. Uh, the landscaping was just put in at a home we will be closing on in a month in McKinney. A Schumard mm-hmm. oak and two Texas live oaks were planted along with sod in our front and backyards. And we checked on the progress of the home for three days after the sod was laid uh, a couple weeks ago, and it appeared that no watering had been done and there had been no rain. Do I need to worry, and what should I plan on doing when I take possession in mid-November to make sure the trees and lawns survive the winter?
0: All right, and how long ago were they, uh, were they planted?
3: Uh, it's about a week and a half, two weeks
0: now, they're in desperate need of being watered. I would talk to the builder or, or landscape contractor, whoever is responsible, and uh, and and hammer that one home. Uh, they will come with some kind of a guarantee, but wouldn't it be nicer if you didn't have to exert that guarantee and if the trees could be saved? The sod, you won't know until spring whether the sod is alive or not, and they'll say, oh, it died because of this or that. Um You can go out and tell right now whether the sod is alive or not. I think I'd document it with photos. I think I'd I'd pull some of that sod back and take a photo of the soil. And if it's bone dry beneath it, take a photo of that. You can see it in a photo, and just document it because they they should have been making provision to have that watered. It it uh, I assume is automatic uh, irrigation or is it by hand?
3: Yes, automatic. uh,
0: all right, and I, I do, I've said this many times, and uh, if you're new, you haven't heard me say it. I have absolutely zero faith in an automatic sprinkling system providing adequate water for a new tree or shrub. And the reason being, they don't put enough water out down deep to the soil ball, down where the roots are in that original soil ball. They'll water the, the turf grass probably, but it won't get down to where the roots are of those new, new plants. So those must be watered by hand. I think I'd ask permission, if you're, if you're sure you're gonna be closing on this house, if there's progress that way and, and they know you are and you know you are, just take a hose and go water them and, and ask that permission and tell them when you'll be there. You can't overwater if you're watering once every four or five days, you will not overwater them. And, uh, but you can sure make a difference in, in your tree's lives and, and how well they take off.
3: Um, they have told me, that I'm not totally familiar with what a bubbler is. Um, I guess that's part of the auto system where where the tree is. Is that okay. something that well, walks deeper?
0: Yeah, let me explain a term that I use and a term that they are using, and they're the same term, and they mean completely opposite things. When you have <laughs> a, a, when you have a, a drip irrigation system as a part of an automatic system, a lot of cities require that beds have have drip systems now, and uh, the way you can see a drip irrigation system is go to any bed that's been in for three years because all the plants are dead by then, and the drip systems yeah, are on top of the ground. You can see them very easily because it's like an x-ray. All the plants are gone, <laughs> they didn't survive. And okay. uh, I was looking at a bunch of them last night as we went up for dinner with our grandson um that was a very very sarcastic comment because i think that we've been led astray a lot of them are ornamental grasses that have died out because they don't do very well anyway another side issue um, and i use the term bubbler for a device that is the size of a man's fist and it do you know what a water breaker is you put on the end of a hose looks like a shower head? yeah yeah, okay, well, that's, that's a water breaker, and it, it puts out a very gentle spray uh, that won't wash the soil. Well, a water bubbler carries it one step farther. It goes on the end of a hose, or better yet, on the end of a long uh, uh, extension rod of, of aluminum, and it breaks the flow of the water even better and lets it bubble out. It has holes that uh, probably uh, 50 or 100 holes that are uh, pencil size and you can turn it up at full blast when you have full water pressure and it won't wash out the soil you can water a plant at full volume in in uh, 15 or 30 seconds Uh, people don't want to stand out there and just wait and wait and wait for the the water to fill the basin that has been made around the plant and and so your contractor your landscape contractor or the builder is saying well we have bubblers already around well those are the drip irrigation bubblers and those uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, I'm sorry it's Sunday morning I must mind my manners <laughs> those just don't do it they would have to run hours to get enough water to get down to the bottom of the soil ball so okay anyway I am a, I out, a kinder person than I just sounded
3: <laughs> if I go out every four to five days and talk with them and water these trees about how long should I water them
0: well, the, the way I've decided to do it, because all this faulty raw of the drip irrigation systems in beds um, ha, has become such an issue, I, I recommend that people put as much water on the plants um, as the volume of the soil. If it came out of a, a 20-gallon pot, it gets 20 gallons of water, however long it takes to do that. Uh, but okay. normally, with a big plant, if it's a tree, maybe a two-inch diameter tree, you might stand there for 45 seconds or 30 seconds. Um, oh. Make a reservoir out of the extra soil, and that reservoir needs to fill with water. And okay. in the in the, I just put this in e-gardens this week. In fact, if you take my electronic newsletter, you'll you you can look at it and see it. If you don't take it yet, um, it's on my website. The the most current issue is always there. And it's there right now um, at I neilsperry.com eGardens. And you can you can see that I give it for 100 degrees, 95, 90, and then below 90, how, how long it probably would take to water. Nice.
3: I do get your e- e-newsletter. I haven't read it yet, but it I may will. be
0: in an answer. I think it's in an answer to cool. somebody's question. I believe that's where I put it.
3: Okay, cool. Thank you so much. That's Welcome
0: to helpful. McKinney. We're glad you're coming in. We're happy to have you here. Thank you, Thank you very much, Karen. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All right. Um, I'm behind because that was a very thorough answer, but uh, you have to give good answers. So let me uh, move quickly into uh, this mention of my book. It is Niels Spray's Lone Star Gardening. It's on sale for $34.95. I told you about two months ago that I had two reasons that I wanted to put the book on sale, one of them being to help finish off my wife's uh, May 6 election campaign re-election to McKinney School Board as Karen mentioned and that was successful and we have now paid that off. Thank you for that. And I told you there was another reason, a personal reason and that I would eventually tell you and I will tell you later this hour what that reason is and uh, just some expenses I did not expect to incur. I knew they were coming and I have better handle on them now. And i'll explain those to you a little later the book has 11 chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor gardening has photos of the bubbler that i was talking about in use in my landscape as with my hand up out of the picture (laughs) watering with it Uh, this is uh, 840 photographs of uh, of all the different aspects of gardening chapter one is the basics of gardening in texas chapter two is the 48 page calendar of when to do all your important gardening tasks when to plant prune fertilize and spray all of the plants that you're trying to grow four pages per month of important things to get done in that month chapters 3 through 11 are detailed chapters on trees shrubs vines ground covers annuals perennials lawns fruit and vegetables And like i say it is written for every county in texas so it will make a wonderful Christmas gift if you'd like to give it to someone or birthday or a, home, a housewarming gift, whatever. It's also a good gift for you if you just want to give it to yourself. And it's $34.95. That's a really nice sale price. The book is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. I chose to do that to keep the price low for you. It's a hardback, printed on high-quality paper, 344 pages. Here are the two ways you can buy it. It'll be a signed copy, I sign as they sell. And that's exactly why uh, why I didn't put it in stores or on Amazon. I will tell you that we just took the next-to-last shipment of the sixth printing uh, uh, two days ago. And uh, so you need to get it. Don't delay. I don't know that there will be another printing. and. And so I'm looking forward to getting a copy to you. Don't delay. You can order it from neilsperry.com or you can call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to to 5, 9 to 5, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is to go to neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. This hour is sponsored by the great people at Callaway's Nursery. Callaway's Nursery and Matrix Pansies, the perfect combination to help you embrace the carefree days of autumn. And they are beautiful. Uh, Matrix Pansies are great in your flower beds and in containers all around your outdoor entertaining areas. They add a bright splash of color everywhere. The big four inch pots are $1.99 each. Calloway's hand-selects Matrix pansies specifically for their extra-large blooms, unique colors, and lasting power. You'll love them in your landscape until spring. Your pansies will flourish with Callaway's premium flower food. Simply apply them once a month, uh, the flower food, to give your pansies, cyclamen, snaps, and other cool season flowers that extra boost for bigger, brighter, happier blooms. Matrix Pansies from Callaway's. If you're looking for help with your garden refresh for fall, try Pick and Plant, their convenient service, where you select your new flowers, trees, and shrubs, and then leave the planting to their experts. You are shopping locally when you shop at Callaway's Nursery. Texas founded, Texas grown. Thank you for supporting their food drive as well. Open seven days a week, nine to six, for your shopping convenience. Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully. Callaways.com. DFW's News Talk Traffic and Weather Station. News Talk 820 WBAP. And
4: KPLX 995 <laughs> FM HD2.
0: A cumulus media station. Trending now.
4: The dangers of urban warfare. I'm Lori Waffenschmidt from the Newspray.com, WBAP 24-7 News Desk. Chevrolet.com. WBAP. First traffic and weather. On the ones. In Addison, a disabled vehicle is blocking the exit ramp on uh, the Dallas North Tollway southbound at Beltline Road. And in Mesquite, road construction has the roadway reduced to one lane on 635 northbound between Town Center Drive and 30. That's causing slow traffic from Highway 80. Oh! Your WBAP forecast today, partly cloudy with a high of 88, tonight a low of 71. Right now it is 65 degrees in Dallas, 66 degrees in Fort Worth. Israeli troops face many potential dangers once they enter the Gaza Strip. Fox's Lewis Tomlinson explains from Tel Aviv. Urban warfare, uh, you know, there's nothing uh, you can do uh, to add
1: too much, you know, high-tech systems. You can have drones, you can have the floor plans, uh, you, know, you can have dogs, you can have, you know, optics. You can go in at night, the best sensors. At the end of the day, it's a painstaking process of going room to room, floor to floor. Hamas has had weeks, months, maybe even years to prepare for this latest, uh, or potentially another incursion. It's been years since Israel has gone into the Gaza Strip, of course. Um, And it is very challenging because they have the advantage. Hamas is the
4: home team. Israel says it plans to step up its attacks in Gaza. In your money news, as North Texas construction continues at a torrid pace to build highways, distribution centers and homes, many are wondering when it may stop. According to University of North Texas business expert Michael Savoy, that may be a while considering how DFW is a perfect business mecca. From the WBAP News Desk, I'm Lori Waffenschmidt. Your next news update at 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and keep connected to News Talk 820, WBAP 995 FM HD2.
3: Neil Speary and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Wendy Vanderbeck with Callaway's in South Fort Worth. And now, back to Neil.
0: Wendy is wonderful. Everybody loves Wendy. Thank you very, very much. She's been with them a long time. Been our friends, personally, Lynn and mine for a long time. Let me tell you about Advanced Foundation Repair right now. They are leaders in the foundation repair industry. Nobody will do you a better job on your foundation. Give them a call. The home inspection is absolutely free. They will determine if you have any kind of foundation issues. Advanced Foundation Repair. Now, these soils that we have are just uh, dreadful. It is probably the best description for them, black clay soils. They shrink when they get dry. They are shrunken right now. They expand when they're wet. And if we get rain this week, they will expand. And the foundations are taken along for the ride. Advanced Foundation Repair can make your house whole once again so it all travels together and that minimizes any or reduces or eliminates any damage that is done by all of that concrete grating against itself. Advanced Foundation Repair. Let them come out and do the absolutely without obligation free home inspection. They will show you the magnitude of the problems if there are any. If the magnitude is zero, they'll tell you that. They'll show you what they would do to correct them, what the cost would be, and then if you hire them to do the work, you will get a lifetime warranty on that work, transferable from owner to owner to owner, and backed by cash in the Texas Foundation Warranty Trust. Everything that I just told you, they pioneered in their industry. They brought their industry light years ahead. Thank you to Advanced Foundation Repair. And it's okay for you to tell them that when, when you call them. It is okay. Here's the phone number if you'd like to set an appointment for them to come out and see see if they can help you with all those problems that you're having with your foundation. 214-333-0003. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com, plural. foundationrepairs.com, 214 214- 3-3-3-0-0-0-3, Advanced Foundation Repair. DFW's most listened to news, traffic and weather station.
4: Most listened to news, traffic and weather station.
0: News Talk 820, WBAP and 99.5 FM HD2. Let me tell you about Wild Birds uh, Unlimited in McKinney Birdies Store. They're open Monday through Saturday, closed today, go in tomorrow, open 10 to 5, six days a week. You will love going into Wild Birds Unlimited. Do you enjoy seeing wildlife in your backyard, birds of all kinds? Get some nesting boxes. Get some feeders. Get the right feed for the feeders. Get the birds into your backyard. You know, I thought I would get, uh, oh, for example, mockingbirds and painted buntings and and birds of that, sort and bluebirds. And, And they said immediately, Neil, you're going to frustrate yourself. Those are birds of meadows. They're not going to come to your backyard feeders because you have nothing but trees. I hear you. We see your photos. We know you have nothing but trees. Those are birds that won't come to your backyard. Concentrate instead, and they gave me a list of about 20 birds that would come to our backyard. And oh my goodness, did they ever. They said all that with a smile and with the encouragement. And away I went, happy to use a birding term as a lark we have birds all over the place in our backyard and they're absolutely delightful to watch woodpeckers are so much fun and all the songbirds some that migrate in during the winter some that are here year-round You will love the help you get at Wild Birds Unlimited, especially the McKinney store. This has been voted store of the year a couple of times nationally out of all the Wild Birds Unlimited stores. Get in and and take a look for yourself and see why. Go in and talk to their great people. They've been with them in many cases since the day the store opened. Wild Birds Unlimited, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5. They're at 3001 South Hardin Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway, right beside Tom Thumb. It's Wild Birds Unlimited in McKinney. News Talk 820, WBAP.
5: 99.5
3: FM HD2.
0: And WBAP.com. And finally, just a quick mention of my website, because everything I do kind of hubs around the website. If you want to order my book... Neil spray's lone star gardening at that sale price of just 34.95 while i have it at that price this is uh the sixth printing and as i mentioned it uh, is uh, uh, a, a really good price for that you can find out all the details of what the book entails by going to neilsperry.com. That's one of two ways that you can buy the book. The other way is to call my office. It's not in stores and not on Amazon. If you want to sign up for my free electronic newsletter, eGardens, it comes out every Thursday night from my computer to your your, uh, email. You sign up at neilsperry.com. You can see the most recent issue at my website. My 1001 frequently asked questions are archived on my website, as well as, uh, archived information on Rose Rosette Virus, Crepe Myrtle Bark Scale, and St. Augustine Diagnostics. All of that and a whole lot more at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com.
2: Let the Texas
3: Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Reba from the Dallas store on Greenville Avenue. And now, back to Neil.
0: Thank you, Reba, very, very much two of the really patient people of the world are coming up in this segment right now they are callers who have been waiting and waiting for their chance at fame and stardom and to ask their simple questions for goodness sakes so we're going to byron and sharon we will get their calls in before i take another break i promise byron and rockwall this is neil good morning good morning neil i've got uh, hopefully a quick one for you i've got uh,
2: several color guard yuccas that we planted about four years ago uh they've done well, but now they have multiple heads coming off the same plant. So I was hoping to divide and move those. Um but I want to know first of all how to do that, and secondly, when would be the best time.
0: Best time would be after the winter. They are a little bit sensitive to cold damage. You didn't have any damage in February of twenty one uh, yeah, twenty twenty one. No, actually they've done they well they're they're a bit protected though where they are. Gotcha. I would do it uh, coming out of the winter, probably late February of uh, next year, and uh, I think the only thing I could offer in digging a yucca and moving it is go out there with uh, all your vitamins and a long sharpshooter spade and a lot of energy because they have deep roots. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure that you're going to bare root every one of them. There's no way you'll hold soil around the root systems. Their, their roots go very deep, you know, deeply into the soil, so, and that's okay. Uh, well, I'm actually trying to Can I divide the head out from the existing plant, so I leave one head where it is and, and move the other? I don't know if you'll be successful in doing that. You certainly will be dividing the, the ones you move. They'll, they'll fall apart uh, as you dig them whether one can remain in place without being taken out and replanted is what I don't know. How's the mother plant look? Is, is, uh, it, uh, uh, still healthy and vigorous and, and standing on its own or has it kind of melded into all the others?
2: No. And that's the thing it's, it's very healthy, but I've got almost almost an equally healthy brother, if you will, coming off of it. So they uh, the plants become bigger than what I had intended for the space.
0: Then what I would do is use your sharpshooter spade. You know where a sharpshooter is. Yes. Okay. I would uh, make a slit right between the two, and uh, then any lifting and digging I uh, did would be on on the side of the of the one you're going to be taking out, and I would be very careful not to disturb the the mother plant. Now, having said that, so you've taken off half of the universe there, that where the the uh, the the big um, offshoot is. What's on the other side that remains with the mother plant? Are there more offshoots over there too? Probably are. No, they seem to be fairly
2: mature divisions. I don't have multiples. It's like two big plants.
0: Oh, you just have the two big plants. You don't have a bunch of little ones. No. Oh, okay, good. Yes, that really simplifies it. Yes, go ahead and and just make a slit right through there. You'll hit an umbilical root between the two. You just need to sever that cleanly. And then maybe you can hold some soil around it but that's going to be a deep deep tap root there yuccas of all kinds are amazingly deeply rooted and okay. uh, if, if the soil falls away it's not the end of the world I, you've had better luck than most people have with color guard uh, because oh, it oh uh, is a little bit cold cold tender and because it also is so highly variegated it, it can't handle anything very far off its uh midpoint. If it gets too wet it, it really suffers. If it gets too cold it really suffers. Well that may
2: change my thought anyway, because where I was moving it, the house protects the ones I have, but where I was thinking I was gonna move right. the offshoots was on the north side. Uh-huh. Hello. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. May not do that. Yeah. Have you have you seen them planted around? Uh, let's see, you're in Rockwell. Have you, there, it's been widely used. Do you recall beds that have had it in the last two or three years? And if so, uh, you might want to drive past them and see how they look now before this winter. See if they're still there, because the beds where our city has used them in in mass numbers, uh, there may be one or two plants left.
2: Oh well, well that again that may change my thought here. I may have just gotten lucky and didn't
0: know it. Uh. That may well be. I think that might be the case. I love that plant. I lost mine. I lost mine to poor drainage. Duh. And you're calling me for help. <laughs> See, I tell you that I could, I should have told Mike to tell you that. Don't call Neil on this plant. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's well, a beautiful helpful, plant. Though. Well, and, and uh, no, I, you learn by your mistakes. And, and I learned that one about eight or nine years ago. I had it at the bottom of a, of a hill. And I had it elevated, but not enough. And I had it up by five or six inches, but uh, like I say, it was it was not in the right spot. Right. But it's, okay. it's such a pretty plant. I'm I'm convinced that that plant for me would do better if I had it in a large pot, where I could totally have it up above ground, and then take it into my greenhouse in the winter. We're in rural Collin County, and Collin County is always about eight or ten degrees colder than most of the other area. Rockwell's pretty chilly too.
2: Yeah, well, so. I'll appreciate what I have more now, but uh, I, I think I
0: may disregard yeah. the the transplant thought. Yeah, well, I'll leave that to you. I really appreciate your patience with All me this morning. Have a good day. Thank you, Neil. Take care. Let's go to Sharon in Louisville. Sharon, this is Neil. I can help you even more on this one. I promise. What's your What's your question?
5: Good morning. I have. Good morning. I bought a white crape myrtle to go in my front yard uh, near my house. It's north-facing, and I love crape myrtles. have them all over the yard, and mm-hmm. it was so pretty, and then we had that cool, uh, cold spell, and it
0: froze. Yeah, no, that was cold.
5: Yeah, it was with capital C,
0: mm. and
5: then um, it uh, froze back, and I— clipped it all the way to the ground. I thought it was dead. I mean, it was like a bamboo stick. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, then it started coming back out. And I thought, well, what am I going to do? And I I am uh, 81 years old and I cannot dig up plants anymore. And I just left it. So now it's almost to my roof from this summer. And I want to know if I can reshape it or should i just leave it alone
0: no it absolutely can be reshaped do you remember what variety you have
5: oh oh i oh i can't pull a name out it's the white one and i know that and i got it at a local nursery and so supposedly locally grown um no i'm sorry necessarily
0: yeah i'll i'll give you some names there are only two or three of them i'll give you some names but i thought i would wait and see if you knew right off the top um don't assume that they're locally grown because not very many crip myrtles are um most crepe myrtles that are sold in nurseries or they're sold locally or natchez the variety natchez yes Is that, that was it yes yeah, let me, let me let me give you just a moment of history on Natchez Crepe Myrtles. Um, I actually saw the first Natchez Crepe Myrtle ever planted in the state of Texas in uh, 1975, I think, or six, 75 I believe, uh, down on Coit Road in Dallas at the Texas A&M Center. I was working there at that time and Dr. Don Egoff from the National Arboretum was the hybridizer of it. He, he took 200,000 seedlings that he had raised and narrowed them down to 300 that he thought were the best. And he sent those to, uh, uh, to a lot of different um, test gardens around the country. And Benny Simpson at the a and Center had got his 300. And the instruction was, plant these 300 plants. I'm going to, periodically, I'm going to tell you ones I want you to take out, but I need to have you keep tabs on how well they do for you. And I worked alongside Benny, and kind of Benny and I were good friends, and I watched him work with these crepe myrtles. He, he knew how much I enjoyed crepe myrtles. And Natchez ended up being one of um, seven that were left. It was the first one that, was, that Don Egoff said, and I, I got to meet Don Egoff and, and work with him one day. And he was just a brilliant plant man. Um, and it was the first of those. Actually, I think it was the second one. Uh, that he told Benny to say, this will be a named variety. All of his varieties were given Indian tribal names. Natchez, uh, Catawba was his first. That's a purple. And uh, then you have Tuscarora and uh, Seminole and Pecos and all the different tribal names. He introduced 29 varieties <clears throat> in his out of out of the 200,000 plants. He was looking for resistance to powdery mildew. That was... It could have been a blue crepe myrtle and he would not have introduced it if it had powdery mildew. He was that focused on that one, that one thing. He was a great research man. So there was Natchez. The problem with Natchez, it, oh, and it has that beautiful bark. Uh, The, the, the plus for it is it grows like a weed. It just grows so fast and the nurserymen love it because they can sell it faster it makes a saleable plant really quickly the problem with it is it freezes it's not as winter hardy as it ought to be oh. and we have planted a lot of it in the uh, crepe myrtle trails of mckinney uh, yes. we've planted about forty thousand crepe myrtles in mckinney and and we have asked that it not be planted anymore in our public plantings we think no. there are better white varieties but it freezes it freezes to the ground you have to retrain it periodically i've i have three natchez and i've had to cut them to the ground just like yours uh, three or four times since I planted them in the late 1970s. Um, a better variety is a sister seedling called Sarah's Favorite White. It's the only Egoff variety that does not have an Indian tribal name and the reason was that Tom Dodd's wife Sarah loved it and would not let him plow it out when, when Don Egoff said get rid of all these and it was one of them and, and she said don't you dare to, to her husband.
3: He saw, so
0: he named it, he named, yeah, he named it Sarah's favorite white and it's beautiful and it is more winter hardy. So is Glendora white. I have that one. And so is Kiowa. That's another of Don Eagles. So those three are excellent. But yes, you can retrain your Natchez by cutting off all, but this year now, um, I, I would wait until spring and then I would leave maybe five or seven trunks and then by late spring may or june maybe narrow it down to the three that are the best candidates for being the new trunks i have photos of how to do that on the uh, crepe myrtle trails.org c-r-a-p-e crepe myrtle trails.org i wrote almost all of that website for crepe myrtle trails of mckinney and if you look under basic care and pruning you'll see how to retrain a crepe myrtle that you've had to prune to the ground
3: oh great show
0: you how to retrain so, but it's easy to do, and you'll have a beautiful plant very quickly because Natchez grows really quickly.
3: Well, I,
5: I um, it did, and it has come back gangbusters. And they the- do. I thought, well, I that's done, but um
0: yeah. but we I have five varieties that that freeze uh, every time we get. For example, it was ninety degrees yesterday, and if it if it were to freeze in the next two weeks. We would lose these five clear to the ground. Again, it happens every time this sort of thing happens. We have late heat in the fall. Uh, Tuscarora and Natchez and Muskogee and um, Sioux, S-I-O-U-X, and Country Red. Country Red was not Donnie Eagles, but it freezes too. So those five are the ones that are notorious for freezing back.
5: Well, that's good to know. I won't get so upset. <laughs> you no,
0: know, nothing about you. It's just uh, silly old Natchez doing its thing.
5: Okay, I appreciate that, and I'll check the website out on uh, come spring on how to reshape this because it's gorgeous. It's just mat. It you know it's just a big old at bush.
0: There, there, it's a beautiful plant. I would uh, look right now. It'll take you about uh, maybe maybe a minute and a half to to look through and read what I wrote, and you'll never forget once you see it. And okay. that way you won't have to try to remember next spring. What was that website again? Okay. So uh, there is a link on my website to it, but uh, anyway, it's crepemyrtletrails.org. Okay. Got it.
5: So, you so atta much. Atta
0: girl. Okay. You bet. Thanks for calling and waiting on me. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All right. We are now uh, eight or nine minutes away from uh, nine o'clock and uh, it is my chance. I'm going to reverse the order of these like I did yesterday, Mike. I'm going to tell you about Arborological Services First, and uh, then we'll deal with a little bit of personal business here arborological services is the company i would call if i were you needing the finest in tree care and you know what i have been many times uh, in your shoes where i needed the finest in tree care anytime you need to have somebody do tree work you need the finest in tree care your trees represent the biggest investment you have in your landscape and uh, they are worth tens of thousands of dollars if you have a high quality tree and a strategic spot in your landscape it stands to reason you would want the very best company anywhere around uh, to to be doing that work arborological services is that company you ask anybody in the industry the horticultural industry in dallas fort worth who does the finest tree work And I'll bet you you're going to hear the name Arborological Services. You might even hear the name Steve Hauser and uh, then his associates, Russell Peters and Kevin Bassett. Those three men from Arborological Services have been named Arborists of the Year for the State of Texas, the best in the state singular uh, awards uh, given one person per year. That's how much their industry thinks of the the people of this company. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists available to you. Uh, They're college-degree plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters. Uh, Russ Peters has his master's degree in oak wilt in plant pathology. This is the company, 866-552-7267. That's Arborological Services, arborological.com, 866-552-7267. Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc., Twitter, at The Tree Experts. One more time, that number to call, 866 866- It's Arborological Services. When the people at Advanced Foundation Repair called to say they wanted me to do ads for their company, I told them I'd need references, people for whom they'd done work. I spent several weeks checking them all out, and the reviews were just fabulous. That was more than 20 years ago, and people are still thanking me for referring them to these leaders in the foundation repair industry. Affordable, innovative, honest, punctual, it's advanced foundation repair. 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com. All right, thank you, sir, very much. And I'm I'm doing this ad completely differently, and you'll see why in just a moment. Let's hear the rejoinder that would normally follow this ad.
2: We at Callaways are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Carol Dreyer from the Callaways Cornelia store in Houston. We're proud to be sponsoring this segment of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening, and now back to Neil.
0: Thank you, Carol, very very much. This is an ad for my book and um, you will understand why I wanted that in just a moment. My book is on sale at $34.95, and uh, I told you back uh, about two months ago that I had two projects that I wanted to, uh, wanted to see through. One of them I wanted to get my wife's uh, re-election campaign paid for from May 6 for re-election to the school board. It became an unusually expensive campaign. And thanks to you buying the book, we got that accomplished. Thank you very much. And Lynn says thank you as well. She is the tenured school board representative in the state of Texas out of the 7,000 or so members. She's been on the McKinney board for 40 years. It is a non-paying position, a volunteer position, and she loves getting to do that. She is a hero in our town. And I'll explain the other uh, uh, aspect in just a moment. Uh, the, the good news uh, about this uh, book is that it should be the, the, the main garden reference that you'll find useful in every county in the state of Texas. 344 pages, 840 of my photos, printed in Texas, a hardback, 11 chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor gardening in Texas. Please take a look at it. I'm up against the clock, but the reason for the, a you can order it from my office, Uh, by calling uh, 800-752-GROW weekdays, or you can order it from my website at neilsperry.com. And uh, that is the better way, neilsperry.com. Hold the music if you would, Mike. I'll watch the time. Um, The reason I have put it on sale is that I'm going to have some unusual expenses over the next several months because I have been diagnosed with stage 4 melanoma. And I'll be making some trips to MD Anderson. And uh, Medicare will cover a lot of those expenses, uh, not some of the others. And I'm going to be needing to be able to pay those. Uh, So thank you for that. I don't want to talk about it here on the air, but it looks very, very uh, plausible. And I'm encouraged by that. So thank you very much. We will be back on the other side with another hour. Stay tuned.